legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome back in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. It is Division Preview Week here in the Mid-Pen Conference. He's Dave Heckard. I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith. We're talking now the Mid-Pen Colonial Division, and I think, you know, Dave, one of the best one-two punch, one of the best division races I think you'll see at the top. Probably a matchup there looking at West Perry and Boiling Springs that you'll be able to track all season long. They'll wrestle each other in Bubble Town in January probably a pretty good chance that that you're looking at two of these teams. The road's going to go through at least one of them for the district three title, but it's an interesting division even beyond them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm excited to to see that match Boiling Springs and West Perry. I mean, like you said, here's two teams that in my opinion, uh, the district three title will go through at some point, you know, and uh, you know, I haven't done matchups. I don't know how they match up. I don't know where their guys are all going to be. But, uh, and, and, you know, the one thing I, I do like, you know, is these teams, you know, Bowling Springs and West Perry, both wrestle good comp. They're, they're not afraid right now to put some, I mean, they wrestle Cumberland Valley this year. You know what I mean? Both those teams in dual meets, which is great for the sport. Um, you have two good teams in the area and double A, they're going to venture out and, and wrestle some triple A teams. And, and that's, that's great for the sport, man. Good, good, uh, good fan bases, good matches. Um, I know last year when we wrestled Bowling Springs, um you know they brought a good crowd um as much as they could and uh and it was entertaining so i I agree i think that's going to be a a definitely highly contested match um as far as the other teams you know waynesboro shippensburg big spring again that in my opinion is going to be an interesting deal there between those three teams and who comes out on top so and and looking at greencastle antrim and and james buchanan really just uh, again you know we mentioned in the capital division there are certain teams that you can kind of pinpoint that are going to be doing a little bit of building and james buchanan i think the build is ongoing just to get the numbers in the room to a point where you know you got the right practice partners you've got guys who are close in weight that can that can help make each other better uh greencastle antrim uh, did not wrestle last season, you know, same situation as Milton Hershey in the capital division where they're trying to, you know, get their culture back on track and get their guys back in the room. If there are wrestlers who stepped away from the sport or tried another sport, whatever the case might be, you know, just trying to get back to where they were two years ago. And it's kind of the ongoing challenge to some degree for most programs in the league is trying to get, um, get their programs back to where they once were and try to make up for some lost time. So they, they'll be trying to compete in this division and they'll be trying to, to kind of keep that bill going in the right direction and keep trying to get some enthusiasm going for wrestling in, in their school buildings. Yeah, that's tough. I, like you said, I definitely have them too uh, with uh, Greencastle and Jimmy Buck down there 
you know, that's six, seven spot down near the bottom. But again, you know, the improvement from the beginning to the end of the year and, and, you know, focus on building that elementary, you know, build that elementary and junior high programs. I, you know, I feel like in any sport, right? Junior high athletics are essential. That's where kids decide whether they're going to stick with a sport or not. So for me, like my junior high coach was always the guy that in, in essence was the most I guess, attractive, you know, one of the, you know, more in the sense of the kids kind of gravitate to, they like being around, um, you know, build that junior high and, and, and junior high athletics is, is important. And I think, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere, but if you want to see results, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at building that program, especially at the junior high level. And I think if, if I'm Greencastle, if, if I'm James Buchanan, as much as I'm putting the work into this year um, with my high school guys, I'm putting just as much amount of work into my, my feeder programs too. So. Uh, it's, it's a good point about the, the pipelines. And I think, you know, we'll get to Boiling Springs and West Perry, but the phenomenal job, you know, I can't really think of anybody better, especially in the double A level in this area at Boiling Springs of, of creating a certain standard and expectation at the elementary level, maintaining that work ethic and enthusiasm the whole way through with minimal disruption in that pipeline. You know, there's a reason that there's always a few freshmen on deck for Boiling Springs ready to jump in and contribute and wrestle tough. And they, ha- they establish that, that mindset over there that uh, that kind of keeps paying dividends and keeps them right where they're going to be in this conversation, which is right in the thick of a division and a district title. And, and I respect that. Like, you know, you know, as a program, you know, uh, you're getting 18 kids <laughs> to move in. Um, you know, I, I have more respect for the Bowling Springs of the world who, who I'm, I'm serious. And I say that like, you know, you develop your program, you bring kids through your program. They start from the elementary and they work their whole way up through. I respect that. I, I, I think uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And, and you know, Bowling Springs arguably uh, is one of the best schools in the district at doing that. I, I, you know, I mean, every year they have new guys coming up. Um, that are that are tough and seasoned and and not afraid to put their foot in the line and you know kudos to to Trevor as well as the the school district's wrestling program I mean they they do a great job um, and yeah and, and, Tre- and Trevor hustles you know I think that's that's one of the things that wrestling in this day and age that you know the demands of the head coach to try to um, have their hands on each level of this thing and try to take ownership and control of of that whole pipeline it requires kind of a whole off season. I mean, there really isn't an off season anymore. And I think that's what, you know, Boiling Springs has done at a high level, especially with Trevor is uh, making sure that he's involved. His face is seen. He makes a connection with all the young kids. And then in the end, they, they continue to make their way through and they continue to get better and tougher and stronger. And they've got um, the ability. It, it's pretty rare as you know, we talked about the capital division uh, looking at the colonial too. It's pretty rare to be able to move from one year to the next without droughts without the peaks and valleys you know and boiling springs doesn't have many peaks or valleys and the interesting component of this colonial division and this district three race is that's exact that's where west perry's trying to get to you know they're kind of trying to file they're trying to follow that boiling springs blueprint and they're they're doing an outstanding job of it considering that their numbers are significantly lighter overall yeah yeah no I, i think it'll be interesting to see after you know another four years five years if west perry can keep that up you know i mean they've done a good job here the past couple of years you know building up to that and uh you know and like you said about boiling springs they they don't rebuild they reload every year you know so 
Um, you know, West Perry seems to be one of those teams doing the same thing right now. Um, you know, just, just reloading here past two or three years. And, uh, you know, they got a nice contingency of young guys coming through here now too. So. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll get to the West Perry boiling Springs yeah, yeah. Um, head to head because that, you know, that has some district implications too. We'll get into some of the who's back and who's not um, big spring. You know, I think Nate Gutschall is coming back. One of, you know, one of the real good guys in the industry. Uh, I can say that about a lot of people though, but Nate, Nate Gutschall, one of the real good guys, he, he stepped away because of health concerns last year um, was fortunate to have Chris Barrick, who was leading that Trinity program previously um, come in and be able to, to be the interim for a year, but now he's back. He likes his coaching staff a lot with Chris Barrick now as an assistant and Greg Warner's on the staff. They've got a pretty nice um, core of guys coming back. I, I'll be curious to see, you know, in, in some of these, weights you know how much upside is there you know but that's that's where the growth comes in but they've got they've got an experienced guy at most weight classes here and i think when you're looking at this division i think that can count for a lot uh yeah and 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 nate is one of my favorite people i i you know a guy that you know every tournament that we go to that they're there i always enjoy talking with such a gentleman such a gentleman and Look, as far as his staff, I mean, that guy has two college All-Americans on his staff. You know, you know, right. debate this. Like, find a, find a better staff. You know, find, find two better assistants than those two. I, I believe that, man. I, I think Chris and, and Greg are, are great assistants. And, and they did a good job last year, I felt, with, with Nate being out, kind of taking over for that year and as interims. And then even understanding that Nate's coming back, you know, and, and, and doing that where they know they're, they're going to be – back as assistants and, and not head coaches. And, and you know, I, I, they got a, a good little dynamic there with those three. I, I really like uh, all three of them. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a good staff. Uh, they have a pretty nice set of upper weights um, with some yeah. experience. And you have those couple upper weights. Again, you have some upper weight experience that can be points for team, right? And then, you know, the Gregoris kid in there down below is pretty tough. Um, and some other guys coming back with, with some experience. So um, that'll be interesting to see where like them, Shippensburg, Waynesboro kind of finish, I, I think. Um, and my favorite school to wrestle at. I mean, you know, you go into Big Spring. I remember, you know, when I coached the Cumber Valley going to that Big Spring gym and it's packed, it's loud. And they're getting six points somewhere where you don't know. Like, you know, I mean, the energy in there um, was always one of my, my favorite away um, you know, schools to, to kind of wrestle at because of that atmosphere. Um, so, you know, you know, having them at their home school um, is, is, is definitely a challenge when it comes to, to competing with, with against Big Spring. So it'll be interesting to see how they finish up. And, and I, again, I'm rooting for Nate, um, just a, a great guy, a gentleman, and uh, would definitely be happy if my kids are wrestling for Nate. I can tell you that. So some good looking seniors back. Um, Owen Hutchinson is a sophomore in those upper weights. So I, I'm always intrigued by the guy who um, debuts up top and, and takes their lump from, from not only big, strong guys who are two or three years older uh, that happens on a pretty consistent basis. And the other thing I would add is um, just a tip of the cap for big spring, the 25th program in the state to add girls wrestling formally and I, the only uh, one so far in the Mid-Pen Conference um, to, to do that. So I think Nate was a big part of that, just pushing for some opportunities. And you look at their roster here in the preseason, you've got you've got some girls up and up and down there who are in the room. Now they have some practice partners to wrestle with. Now they've got a little bit of energy and, and uh, trying to push that movement forward and, and grow the sport in that way uh, in, in their own program. So tip of the cap to them and to Nate. Yeah, kudos to them. 
Yep. I, th- I think you got some other teams who are close who are trying to do some things. You know, Carlisle's um, doing some regular um, girls events. Cumberland Valley is doing some regular girls events. So uh, that'll be an ongoing theme here as we move forward um, in, in the mid pen and, and uh, statewide. So uh, again, um, good, good on big spring for, for program number 25. Yep. Uh, yep. Shippensburg, you know, I think maybe some similar sentiments here. I think they're a little lighter on numbers than they, they want to be. Tony Yanello, uh, another one of the good guys in the business. He had coached, football track and field and wrestling some combination baseball coaching jobs just kind of found him uh for 44 total years um before he ended up stepping away josh barrick now takes over as head coach and you know when you come in i'm sure it's nice to come into a place and take on a guy like dom frontino who uh you know two-time uh state qualifier who's in that district hunt looks to be maybe around that 152 pound range um this year he's a junior not only is he just a really good talented solid wrestler uh super nice kid super smart takes his academics seriously kind of sets the right tone you know so when you're looking at being a new coach being a young coach and taking over team leadership uh, i'm sure it's nice to have a good one in don frontino yeah, that'll be interesting too. I mean, Josh Barrick, you know, grad wrestled four. He was a state runner up for Big Spring. So that'll be interesting when those two wrestle, you know, that, that dynamic there, Josh uh, competing against his old team. But no, I mean, to, to, to come in as a new coach uh, under Josh and then, you know, have Dom as, as a guy that you can kind of, you know what I mean, kind of lead and, and a guy that has some experience. I, I'm a big Dom Frontino fan. I think the kid is, a, is like you said, a, a nice kid. He's a good student. Um, he's a good wrestler. He, he just wrestles smart and he, and he stays in good position and, uh, you know, is, is really tough to score on. Um, I would say definitely last year wasn't like a big point scorer, but again, you know, good position, very tough to score on and, and, and is as good fundamentals. And when you have good fundamentals in wrestling, you're tough to beat. So um, the other guy I like in their lineup, uh, he, he guys in, in, you know, an 89 pounder is the Kozer kid. Um, you know, who seemed to uh, do pretty well for them last year. And I think, you know, those two in their lineup, they'll kind of try to, uh, you know, set the stage for those two and, and kind of, uh, you know, set their lineup around those two and, 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 and move those two to get, to get wins. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, if you, if you, last year, I think Tony looked at this team and um, he moved Dom around not to get wins, but to, but to get the toughest kid he could get. get so it was kid, like right? e- e- every duel you look up and he's wrestling a good kid. So he was challenged a lot of the year, um, even going through the postseason, you know, he's, he's a guy who only kind of continued flying under the radar and all the way up through the super regional, you know, he was never really the favorite in a bracket, but he just kind of had the skill. He had, um, you know, to your point, the mat IQ and the awareness, that sixth sense on the mat that he's got that advanced, uh, he's mature in that, in that respect. So um, he's just a really tough out, whether you're talking about duels or whether you're looking ahead to, you know, the, the district tournament or the state tournament. Yeah. I mean, he was a district champ as a freshman. You know, he, yeah. was, he was district three champ as a freshman. So, and, and it is kind of weird how, how you're a district champ as a freshman and you fly under the radar the next year, you know, but you're exactly right. He kind of did in that weight class and, uh, and, and, and battled. I, I remember watching him at districts battled his way through um, to the super region. So um, I, I'd like to see him grab a medal this year, state medal. I think he's capable of doing that. I, I do think uh, 152 pounds in our district is going to be pretty competitive too. So you know, we'll see where that, where that falls, but I definitely think he's going to be one of the guys, uh, you know, to look out for, for sure. 
I'm looking at this Waynesboro team. You hinted at them earlier. You know, I think they, they've done a really good job of program building and culture building. And they've got kids who kind of come in there and they battle and they can, they compete. Uh, Bodie and Caden Rouser, it feels like they've been around for about 15 years. They are seniors now, uh, not redshirt seniors. They are just true seniors uh, for that Waynesboro team. And I know Dave Swink um, has high hopes for him to try to close this thing out with the banks. So there'll be guys who will be a factor on the district level and kind of curious to see, you know, how much growth occurred from the off season to now. Can, can they, can they still jump another level um, their, their senior seasons? Um, they had a, a trio of sophomores who were interesting. Garrett Price, Titus Mung and Robert Howard. Garrett Price, I think grabbed 15 wins at 106 pounds uh, last yeah. year. He, he, he's, a, he's a kid who can, they can, they can kind of build around that, that group who can take the torch, uh, moving forward one key loss that's worth noting that that Dave kind of you know didn't mint words I mean this one stung to have uh, Isaac McGregor who was a, a really good freshman for them last year um, going he's going to wrestle his sophomore season at Shikalimi so they're a little lighter on a guy who I you know I, I thought could grow into be a state medalist someday they're going to have to build uh, without them but there's some nice pieces here I feel like there's been rousers in the Waynesboro program for 27 years. I mean, I, I really feel that way. I yeah. mean, the old man, uh, I, I think it's their dad. He, he was a, a tough wrestler for them and, uh, and is their coach. And, and I, I just feel like every time I, I look at a Waynesboro lineup, there's rousers through there uh, and, and they're both, they're all tough. And, and I mean, Waynesboro kids, I, I, I feel like they, they're, they're pretty physical kids. I, I, you know, they wrestle hard and, and they scrap and they're dangerous. Uh, I feel like they're pinners. So, um, you know, you go and match against Waynesboro, you think you're good. And then all of a sudden somebody slaps a cradle on you or hits you with a headlock. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're down, you're just 12 point swing, possibly, you know, nine point swing where you thought you were getting a match and, and they come out on top, let alone the travel to Waynesboro. You know what I mean? Now that's, that's something you got to mentally prepare for to travel, you know, in the mid pen, if you're boiling Springs, if you're West Perry traveling the whole way to Waynesboro, I mean, that's an hour and a hour, hour and a half drive. So, you know, you got to get down there early, uh, get your workout in before you compete and make sure you guys are ready to go to wrestle them. So. Well, let's look at the, the main course here. I, I would say the West Perry main and course. boiling Springs, you have two teams that were pretty close to one another last year. Uh, Boiling Springs came out on the winning end twice, but you had, you know, again, I think you're going to have, and it might even be more so this year, you're going to have three, four, five toss-up matches in this one. They, they match up. I think that the strength versus strength. That's what Craig May said um, to me uh, last month. You know, it's, it's just going to be a matter of, can you get over the top? Can you um, shove aside that Boiling Springs mystique? You know, Boiling Springs came into your gym last year, and I think there was a little bit of Cumberland Valley mystique there too going into that home gym. It's something that you have to mentally get past. And, you know, if anybody's asking my opinion, you know, I think West Perry and Boiling Springs are very, very close. But to yeah, me, you know, similar. if it – if, if, if I'm picking, you know, it's really hard to shake me off my position that you got to beat Boiling Springs. I, I got to see it before I pick it, you know, and, and that's, that's where I kind of stand with these two teams. With that being said, though, I think they were, they were tight last year. And I think West Perry probably has a little bit more young juice coming into their lineup than Boiling Springs does. But, you know, the bubblers had guys queued up. They ran pretty much too deep at every position uh, last year. It looks like they're going to run too deep at pretty much every position again this year. They've got not only um, some, some scores there, they've got depth, and they've got flexibility in their lineup. They've, they're going to have more flexibility um, than, than West Perry does because West Perry's got about 
16 or 17 kids. So in, in dual scenarios, you know, if you want to get clever, if you want to get, you know, uh, want to bump guys around to try to get matchup that favors a team like Bowling Springs. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the location. I mean, I was, I had it written down here. I was going to ask you uh, the question, like, where is that match being wrestled? Cause that'll matter. Uh, you know, going in. So it's at Bowling Springs. I, I'm going to give Bowling Springs the edge on that at, during the during the season. Uh, who knows what can happen, you know, between when they wrestle the first time and if they wrestle again, you know, a lot of things can happen. Guys can move weights. But these two, in my opinion, um, obviously in the division, but even in the district, um, is going to be an interesting match. And I mean, they both have their heavy hitters. They both have their guys that are going to be their regional qualifiers. They, you know, they have, so it is going to be interesting to see how they match up. I, uh, you know, obviously I, I don't think anybody has, I don't think West Perry has anybody to match up with, with the Dugan kid at, at, at 52. Um, you know, I mean, they have some solid guys in there, but I, I just feel like he's going to be too much for, for any of them. And, and the same when it goes to the Morrison kid at 215, I think, you know, they're not going to have too many guys are going to be able to match up with him. So, you know, you start checking those boxes of, of, you know, certified or guaranteed wins. I call, I call them my locks. Um, you know, each team has them. Um, but, Man, you start going good on good and start, you know, challenging the the better guys against the better guys. You don't know what could happen. So, um, but I do agree. I, I do like West Perry's freshmen, that you know, young group of kids. I think they're going to be they're going to be interesting to see how they improve from the beginning to the end of the year. So, um, but I, I again, I, I like Bowling Springs in this one just because of I feel like they have a little bit more experience. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, you're, you're leaning on freshmen. Like you're saying like the freshmen, yeah, they're, they're good, but these freshmen as good as they are, you know, still have not competed in one varsity match, you know, one varsity meet yet. So um, that's, that's where I'm going to lean towards is, is Bowling Springs and, and the, uh, and just the, the experience there, but I mean, pack your lunch, man, that's going to be a match. So um, for sure. For sure. For sure. And you, you look at how, how these guys wrestled each other in the um, in the semifinals of the District 3 AA team championships. Uh, 126 was a 5-2 decision. 132 was 5-3. Uh, 138, uh, Coben Carper and Justice Hockenberry could be a good matchup again. That's a 3-1 decision. Um, you know, you have, you had that, the, and those, those are the matches that are going to determine the outcome. And I, I fully expect that to be the case again, um, coming up, you're going to have just a, a number, I get four or five tight decisions who are going to decide, um, if West Perry gets over the top or if they don't, um, to your point, you know, Brad Morrison up at two fifteen um, is a really, itch- I, I think he's going to win a state medal there. Um, yeah. He looks really good, really strong, long kid, tough on top. I mean, a lot to like there. Um, Jackson Rush comes in. You're going to see him probably at 120. Um, Devin Jackson back at 113. Uh, Ty yeah. Morrison, another Morrison coming through. Looks like he's going to grow just like his brothers did. He's starting out probably at 126. Um, you're going to see him over the next few years. I would expect him to be a 72 or 89 over, over time. Tucker Seidel, 142, 152 strong kid really strong kid for a freshman and then they got another freshman coming in quade bowden at 189 he'll be um he'll be seeing a pretty steady diet of some uh, some upperclassmen as well so how those freshmen do how ready they are uh, when the bright lights come on how ready they are in a tough duel where for fans are excited you're on the road you know it's going to go a long way toward, toward determining the outcome of this yeah I, you know we talked pedigree before our last episode and um, I'm going to talk a little pedigree here on the West Perry side. Um, the Morrisons and Zigglers 
are cousins, okay? They are, their grandfather is Larry Nolan. Larry Nolan was Cumberland Valley's first state champion, okay? Larry Nolan is also the brother-in-law of the Save clan. Okay, so that whole that is a clan too. That is a clan, man. The clan. So, uh, you know, there the the Morrison's. Let me let me think how this goes. The Morrison's grandmother, grandmother. Okay, Um, Larry Nolan's wife is the sister of Jim Save's wife, Judy. Okay, so this whole thing here. I mean, these guys have grown up around wrestling their entire lives from every angle. So I'm, I'm big Morrison and Ziggler fans. Um, they got the pedigree, uh, but they're, they're going to be tough. And I know the younger Ziggler or the younger Morrison, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm excited to watch wrestle here, you know, um, as he, as he gets older. So they got some pedigree working on their end, but let's, let's be honest. Um, you know, you got some pedigree working on the Bowling Springs end too. So, um, you know, the Dugan kid and, and different guys there. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting for sure. And uh, a match that I know I won't miss. I can tell you that. Absolutely worth catching. And like I said, I think we'll see that multiple times. Uh, Boiling Springs, just to wrap that up, you're, you're losing Jimmy Snyder, a multi-year starter at 106. You know, it's rare to see a senior there uh, for, you know, a couple of years. Eli Crum, uh, who was a big part of that program too. Austin Mahoney, who they liked a lot. Um, you have some guys who, you know, Trevor did a really nice job when they did move guys around of getting freshmen and sophomores, some, some key matches. So they're not wide-eyed. Uh, you got a few sophomores that they're going to be relying on Ian Wilson in the middle, Colin Neal up top, uh, Jackson Mentzer that down low will wrestle some key matches. You saw Eli bounds. Um, th- that kid grew a lot, uh, from the start of the season to the postseason. Uh, Jaden Barrick, you know, still has quite a bit of upside left. Rafe Barber has wrestled a lot of key matches for them. And this is where the, the, it just kind of keeps rolling. You know, the, yeah. these guys have yeah. all gotten good experience and, and you're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to beat them in their home gym. That's the challenge for West Perry. And I, th- I think they're up to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fight. Wrestler of the year in the division. Who are you picking? Wrestler of the year in the division. Uh, I mean, Michael Dugan will probably be, right. you know, the, the, the top pick for me, but I, I am really a believer uh, in Brad Morrison and what he's capable of doing at that weight. I got a chance to see him briefly. He looks every bit of 215, and I think his skill set um, works very, very well there. He's going to be really hard for those 215 guys to escape from bottom, and he's going to have that in his back pocket every match he wrestles. I think it's going to be a factor. Yeah, he's a, he's a bear on top. The other guy, I, I tell you what, in this division, don't count out Dom Frontino either as far as like a rest. You know, hopefully, hopefully we see him and Dugan go at it. You know what I mean? I and love that. that. Me. So that'd be a great little uh, match within that match to, to hopefully check out and see. So, but I'm with you. I, I'm taking Dugan as far as the rest of the year. I like Morrison, Kidd, and, and Frontino too, so. And just one, one final note as we're thinking about the postseason, Michael Dugan, who wrestled Eric Gibson from Bishop McCourt, um, in the off season, he, he, you know, Michael wrestled a lot of good kids in the off season, but he wrestled Eric Gibson, um, at the, at a true power, um, a duel, um, in the off season lost, I think it was 11 to three, 11 to four, something like that. Eric Gibson was a really tough kid for him, a tough matchup, I think too. Now, Eric Gibson will not be wrestling for, for Bishop McCourt this year kind of opens things up just a little bit for Michael Dugan and every other 152. Everybody else too. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, no. And, 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 you know, I, I, I was impressed um, you know, by, uh, by Gibson, when I watched that match, I, I, you know, not that I, I, I really w- would be surprised one way or the other what happened, but the, the, uh, 
you know, the score kind of surprised me a little bit. And again, it's off season and all that. And that, that, that gap could be closed. No disrespect there to, to, to Michael, but again, yeah, you're right. That, that door's wide open now at 152. So, you know, who's, who, what other guys, I mean, now that door opens up. Now you have guys that maybe are at 160 that might've never been planning to drop all of a sudden they're dropping, you know what I mean? To, to yep. see the door open. So um, should be interesting and uh, you know, interesting division here. So, See what Interesting happens. division that, that will have a, a, a footprint here in the District 3 title race as well. That's Dave Heckard. I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith with the Mid-Pen Colonial Division. Stick with us throughout the week on Penn Live and on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. We will be pre- previewing every division in the Mid-Pen. We've done the Capital and Colonial already. Stay tuned for the Commonwealth and the Keystone as well. They're coming up on future editions of the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast.